Welcome to episode three of the Believe Pod, our first post-game podcast after the Cleveland Browns' impressive victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 21-7 in Cleveland for Thursday night football. A great performance by the Cleveland Browns tonight. The offense came out clicking from the go. Defense opened up the game with an awesome three and out and had four takeaways today. Um, Joe Schobert, definitely our MVP tonight. But how about Baker Mayfield finally showing us um, what he can be and going back to his old ways. 17 of 32 tonight, 193 yards, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, just phenomenal. Our backfield continues to look to be the best in the NFL with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Kareem is just awesome catching out of the out of the backfield and Nick is just he's just a workhorse um, ran the ball phenomenally Jarvis um, set the record for the most catches through six seasons to start a career with 530 um, no offensive turnovers looked awesome we will get to the fight but we're going to talk about the good to start I was very impressed with the Cleveland Browns tonight that defense one of the best performances of the year for them offense had an awesome first half started to stall a bit in the second half that was a little disappointing um, JB, what do you think about the Cleveland Browns' impressive 21-7 win tonight on Thursday Night Football? First of all, I want to give a shout-out to Joe Schobert. What an excellent game that man played. Ten tackles, two picks. He was all over the field flying around making plays for our defense. With that said, um, Baker Mayfield, he was looking like he did last season. Uh, it was going to be a tough battle against the front seven that the Steelers had, but he was escaping, uh, escaping pressure rolling out to his right when needed to, which was pretty much the whole entire game. He was getting out of the pocket and making things happen. Uh, like Jared said over here, Kareem and Nick, what an excellent backfield. Uh, Kareem had a little trouble early, but he was able to break some of those big plays. Not necessarily big, but he was able to get good positive yardage when he needed to. Kareem was the same thing. He didn't give as much carries as I probably would have liked to see him, but Nick was doing a decent job himself. Kareem had six carries for 12 yards. He was making things happen in the passing game back there with Baker rolling out to the flats. Early on in the game, he had a pass for a nice first down in a big moment that we needed to convert. So I was happy to see that. Congratulations to Jarvis, as Jared said earlier, on the most receptions in his first six seasons. Um, major milestone in your career and I'm looking forward to the things to come from that. Um, as far as our defense was concerned, I liked what we were doing as far as getting pressure on Rudolph, forcing him to make quick decisions. I really think the game came down to the battle between the front sevens there. Baker was able to escape the pocket and make things happen. I didn't think Rudolph was able to do so. He looked uncomfortable when faced with pressure from our front seven. and. Cyber, I don't know what was up with him. 0 for 2 on his field goals tonight. One was relatively close that he definitely should have made. The other one was from 50, which, I mean, it was cold out, and I'm sure it was windy and all of that, but it, both of them looked terrible. Like, they were not even close. So that's a little bit concerning because he's been off to a great start this year. So we want to see if he, can, uh, if he can get that fixed and stay on the path that he was on. But, I mean, other than that, it was a – gritty game and obviously towards the end there things got out of hand and we'll see how that plays out but it was a not a not quite a victory Monday but hey we'll take a victory Friday yeah I definitely think the Browns are good hopefully Cyber does figure it out I know that dog pound end zone is very hard to kick in and everybody struggles with it, it gets real windy over there um, 
I'm just going to point out, though, seeing Baker throw those deep balls on go routes, that is the absolute best. I love watching that dude just throw those deep strikes. That accuracy is back. I love it. Happy for Baker. Happy for that offense. Hopefully they can keep it rolling. The third quarter was a little scary, but I think they'll be all right. Char, what are your takeaways from tonight's victory? So my takeaway from this victory, along with Buffalo, is obviously not to get too ahead of ourselves, but I mean, the AFC wildcard, I feel like, is still very much on the table. But my favorite takeaway is development. And this podcast has been very uh, pro Freddy. I feel like we saw some good development out of Freddy tonight. He uh, great game script to begin with. Our first drive ended in a touchdown. And then we had we had the post routes where Baker was hitting Odell, Jarvis, repeatedly beating the Steelers, finding a weakness in this defense that had in the recent past looked very good. So I'm thinking, I mean, Freddie's showing he he knows what he's doing there. That that really pleases me to see because I know he's had a share of doubters this season. I'd been a believer, but I mean, I'd had my moments of doubt. This this really feels validating to see, and it really feels great to see that Cleveland, along with the great talent we have, we have great coaching too. That this team, that this may this can very much be an interesting year where we maybe get some accomplishments and accolades. That great coaching staff is going to ruffle some feathers, but I like it. Big Freddie fan. How about that call? I know he's going to talk about third and three with eight minutes to go. The little jet sweep to Kareem Hunt to get the first down. That thing was huge. Um, you brought up Odell Beckham. That strike to him where he almost got in and Baker got the sneak in was awesome. Um, he was targeted ten times. How many catches did Odell have? Odell ended up with four catches, and I will say on that uh, first drive deep pass to him, I had money on Odell to be the first player to score, and it broke my heart. I'm happy for Baker that he got it in the end zone, but, man, it really hurts to see Odell not get that in there. And we need Odell to get some more touchdowns. We only got one this year. That's a little disappointing, but I think they're starting to figure it out. But then again, in the second half, they just look like they might still be a little out of sync and the timing's off because Baker would throw it about five yards um, to the opposite direction of Odell or five yards over his head, and Odell didn't even know where the ball was. So I don't know what's going on if Odell's not sure, Baker's not sure, but they're out of sync. Hope that gets cleaned up. I mean, we're 10 games in. Got to get it figured out. Regardless, it is getting better. 10 targets is good. Like Baker said, we got to force feed him. Um, but yeah, I think the offense was better today at least, especially in the first half. No turnovers like we said. Penalties were a lot better. All the penalties really came on the defense in that in the late second half. Um, and I guess getting to that with the defense, I guess we're going to have to dive into the fight. I really didn't want to talk about it because just I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for the Browns organization. Um, we're better than that. We're not Pittsburgh. We're not dirty like that. Uh, I understand that Rudolph was trying to take off Miles' helmet. He kicked him um, right in the nuts. We're just going to say it. He kicked him. So Miles outmanned him, and then he hit him right over the head with his own helmet. Um, we might not see Miles Garrett again this season, and that that would be bad. I hope that doesn't happen, but I don't see another option. He's probably going to be out for the year. Once again, I'm embarrassed. I'm disappointed. I'm sure Freddie is pissed, and it's going to be a hellish week for Miles Garrett, as it should be. Um, that was awful. That, we should never do that. I know he started it, but you don't act like that. You're a professional, Miles. And I never would have expected that of you. It's, it's kind of disheartening to see the end game in like that, especially after a great performance from our defense. Um, Char, what do you think about the fight to end the game? I, I mean, the fight, 
it very much concerns me for the future of the Browns. I don't condone the conduct by any means, but there there is a part of me that given like the rivalry week and the tension with the Steelers in the recent past and with Mason getting pesky, I, I can understand where they're coming from. Miles and the defense getting scrappy like that, like it's it's not the best look on our organization. I don't see Roger Goodell and the powers that be looking on it favorably. I really hope they do, because I really hope just one stupid moment doesn't derail all the positive momentum this team has built over the last two weeks, but the reality is that it very well could end up being that way, which is unfortunate. It's very unfortunate, and we know Goodell is a clown, um, so he'll, he's, I think he's done for the year. And it would have been better. I mean, why do you have to swing at him with the with the helmet? That, that was just awful. Yeah. And the bad thing is, a couple of those head-to-head hits we had earlier, they were also a little dirty. Demarius deserved that ejection. Just disappointing. Um, so, JB, what are your thoughts on the fight to close out this game? Yeah, I just wanted to chime in here because I know it's it's going to be discussed all week and we're going to get sick and tired of hearing it. What really is discouraging about this is that even though it's a rivalry game and you know tempers flare and things like that, it, Miles has to realize it's the end of the game. We won. The game is in the bag. There is no excuse to be doing that. He is a leader on this team. Leaders are expected to act in a certain way. And while he may say he lost his head, that's it's inexcusable. Um, we have quotes from Baker already saying that you know it's it is inexcusable and that he will be suspended we are going to be seeing what it's like without miles garrett in the next coming weeks and probably like jared said for the rest of the season just for reference here the longest suspension for an on-field action was when albert hainsworth i don't have the exact player who he did this to but he uh, stomped his head he got five games for that so it'll be interesting to see what they do with miles but i mean what we saw was pretty egregious i i can't imagine from what we saw him swinging a helmet and actually making contact with Mason Rudolph's head that we we see him again this year and it's unfortunate because he is the leader of our defense and it's I mean it's going to be a tough loss but we gotta I mean it is what it is we just got to move on from that it's uh it's disappointing especially out of miles I it's going to hurt not having him that is an anchor of our defense um so it's we just got to move on I guess I don't want to like just talk about this our whole whole podcast I mean there's a lot of good things it's really unfortunate that one minute just is gonna overshadow everything because we played great I mean how about I mean how about Hodge huge catch um Steven Carlson I mean he mossed a dude that was awesome Kareem mossed a dude we had some guys make awesome plays for that offense Nick Chubb is the first guy in the NFL this season to get a thousand yards rushing I mean he's been a he's been dominant he needs to get more love himself around the league and if we keep winning I think he will um we just we got to keep this rolling. We got to move on from this. Not let Miles being suspended ruin our season. Hopefully, Oganobi doesn't get suspended as well because he also got ejected. Not sure how Mason Rudolph did. Very disappointing. So we're just, we'll move on. I'm um, sure we'll come back to it. Before we move on, can I give Mason Rudolph props? How that man was still standing after getting hit with the helmet. I mean, that man could be a heavyweight champ. If- in an alternate timeline. Yeah, that was a baffling situation. I think, you know, he was just involved in an altercation, so I'm sure adrenaline was flowing, and he was probably just as surprised as everyone else was to see it <laughs> yeah. happen. Kind of shocked there for a second. But, you know, 
like Jared said, you hate to see w such a great game that was played by our boys, and to see it, you know, in the waning moments of the game, to see it all just go to hell like that. It's it's a terrible feeling, but we're we're done with this now. It's in the past, and uh, we're just ready to move on. Yeah, so like time to move on. Um, so we're gonna talk about the red zone. Last week against the Bills, it was an absolute disaster. We all saw the eight plays in a row, couldn't get a single yard. Pretty embarrassing. I thought, although there were some struggles, it was a lot better tonight. Um, in the red zone, we were actually three for three. So that's pretty impressive. We actually, we punched in every time. Um, we missed a few opportunities earlier in the game after some interceptions. Our offense just stalled out, had to punt. But red zone, I thought the play calling was better. I'm glad we finally just did a QB sneak with Baker. I don't know why we just don't do that more. I understand trying to keep him safe, but just let him go and then just get Nick behind him and just push him in, get a score. Um, so like I said, red zone, been a lot better. To, I think it was a lot better tonight. Hopefully it keeps improving. I think Freddie's play calling improved tonight. I know Freddie's slander on my side. I know you guys all tweet me, hashtag Fire Freddy. I think it's just kind of a thing now for you all to be stupid. And also, just quit with the hillbilly and the fat stuff. Like, once you go to that, it's just, that's just embarrassing for yourself. If that's all you can say to talk about the guy. You're just, you're a loser, to be honest. Um, he got, he's getting better. He's learning. This team's getting better. Four and six, like Char said earlier, the wild card is open. So let's just appreciate the guy. Anyways, red zone. Um, JB, what do you think about the red zone and Freddy's call, play calls today and the offensive production? As far as the play callings goes, I liked what we saw in the red zone. We were actually, you know, we looked like a functional offense. The one area for concern I saw was when we got around the 50, if we didn't advance the ball any further than that, that's where our drive would stall out as, stall out at. But as far as the play calling is concerned, I really like when we have Kareem and Nick out there at the same time. That opens up so many options for us. And if you think about it, we have we have Kareem, we have Nick, Jarvis, Odell. Those all of those guys would be number one options on any other team. Well, basically any other team. And we have them all out on the field at the same time. There is no excuse. There is one guy that is going to be open and he in all reality is the number one option on another team. I just don't see how defenses handle that. And as soon as we get clicking, I know Kareem, he's been see, he's been practicing, right? For you know, the the week week or two before his suspension ended. Okay, so he's relatively new, so the timing is not going to be quite synced up there. But once everybody is clicking, and I know we're you know we're this far into the season, but we just got Kareem back. Once everybody is on the same page and clicking, there's defenses aren't going to know what to do with us. And you saw that last week against Buffalo. Uh, we, we put Kareem in the picture. They had no clue what you know the sets we were in, what was going to happen with that. And part of it's because we haven't seen it on film yet. But so, I mean, we'll have that little period where teams are going to adjust to that. But as far as that goes, that is dangerous. And I am loving every second of when all of those people are on the field at the same time. Definitely. Those two, that, I seriously think that's the best backfield um, in the NFL. The only one I'd say can compete with is the Ravens. You can count Lamar, count Lamar Jackson in that backfield, but it's just tough because he is the quarterback. Um, but yeah, dude's a freak. Um, still going to beat his ass, though come December 22nd, just <laughs> mark that down. Um, he's going to fumble. We're going to win. Anyways, back to the offense play calling. We 4.3 yards per play. That's that's pretty that's pretty stellar. I mean, that's that's impressive. Um, also, it's I mean, we should note that this Pittsburgh defense has been forcing turnover after turnover. Um, TJ Watt, three straight weeks forcing a fumble. Um, we all know Minka's numbers since he's been there are just outstanding. And the Browns didn't turn the ball over once. And this is a team that's been plagued by penalties and turnovers. Offense was played a pretty clean game. Um, 
I'm impressed. I hope it keeps improving because we got to keep winning. We got to win out. We got to get in the playoffs and let's just see what happens then, make some noise. I know I wouldn't want to see us because, like JB said, we're figuring each other out. We're learning. And it's not just Kareem. I mean, Odell's new. We're, this is a new group, um, a new coaching staff, a new system. It's all different. Um, anyways, though, Char, how do you feel about the offense, the play calling, and the red zone production? Red zone production this game, overall, it was kind of nice because we didn't even have to be in red zone that much with the big plays that were being made in the first half. So, I mean, I feel like there's not that much to gain because there's not as much of a sample. And the offense as a whole this week really, really outperforms my expectations even coming into this game because they got 21 points off three clean touchdowns which against Pittsburgh defense had not been done in over a month so I mean I mean the Chargers did it but they did it in garbage time and were losing so I mean I think it's different to come and get touchdowns when you're ahead versus in garbage time when you're behind so I mean Cleveland really I mean it looked like and it looked like the vintage Baker we saw last year who was lighting up the league in the next prodigy. I'm, I'm, I'm very encouraged by this game and the Buffalo game. And I want to jump back in on that. It was nice to see some of the deep passes that maybe in previous weeks um, we saw Baker throw up and they weren't completed. But this week, you know, more than, like, more than likely we were seeing them, you know, at least a few of them completed. And it was nice to see that. I really like that Freddie kept going back to the deep pass there. And I have just been really, the last few weeks, impressed with Baker's decision-making. He's not really forcing it as much as he used to. He's, uh, you know, sensing the pressure rolling out. And if it's not there, he's throwing it away. And I think that might have been part of the reason we saw the miscues with Odell. There was just pressure, um, and he was trying to get rid of, not necessarily get rid of the ball, but putting in a spot where only Odell, if anybody, could make a play on it. And, you know, that's not going to be 100% of the reason why they weren't on the same page most of the time, but I think maybe a player or two that could be the reason why. Overall, though, I'm really just happy with Baker and the progression he's made this season after we were kind of tough on him earlier in the year. I think he's doing a great job, and if he keeps it up from here, the sky's the limit for him the rest of the season. Um, Baker's got his groove back. Um, I'd say he woke up feeling dangerous today. That's about the only way I could put it. He looked pretty awesome. Um, next game, we got the Dolphins. Um, I think that's a win. And then we got to play Pittsburgh again. They're that, on a win streak. Pittsburgh, <laughs> two games. The Pittsburgh game in Pittsburgh is going to be ugly. Oof. There's going to be a lot of penalties in that. Um, that's, that's not going to be great. But anyways, back to the Steelers game. How about this defense? This defense is showing up. I was very hard on them on Twitter about how they could never get a big stop for us. Numerous big stops tonight. When you thought the Browns were going to lose in typical Browns fashion, I saw it all on Twitter. Don't act like you guys didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen too. And we just couldn't. We kept stalling out on our drives down the stretch. I thought the Steelers were going to go score. Thought they were going to finish us off. Defense continued to hold, forced turnovers. It was awesome. I'm very proud of our defense. I'm proud of our crowd tonight. It's a great crowd. That's just a great win. Um, JB, what do you think about that defense? We've got to give them love tonight. Also, I'm going to throw one more thing in. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, that is a secondary you do not want to see for years to come. They are going to be nasty together. I love those two guys. I know they still make a few mistakes, but they are young. That's going to be an awesome secondary. All right, JB, over to you. 
Yeah, I'm really proud of the way our defense played tonight. I know in previous weeks we were, as Jared said, hard on them for not coming up with clutch stops in key moments or really, you know, throughout the game they were giving up big play after big play. But tonight, you know, the Steelers could not get their running game going to save their lives. Uh, Samuels had five attempts for 26 yards, and that was their leading rusher. I mean, our front seven was getting after it. Uh, just really no other way around it. Uh, the pressure on Rudolph, he was so uncomfortable. He, you know, he had 221 yards, completed half of his passes, four picks. We were just making life difficult for him, and he just he looked like he wasn't comfortable in there at all. And he was doing what Baker was doing earlier in the year, looking for his first target. Um, he's forcing it in there. Even when they did complete passes, our defense was right there with tight coverage to make a stop as soon as they caught the ball. There wasn't really any giant chunks of yards that we were giving up. They had a big play here and there, but it wasn't enough to break what we were doing. I mean, we looked solid tonight. We were clicking on all cylinders. We had a few penalties that, you know, it in the game of football, those are going to happen. You can't avoid them, especially on defense with the way the refs are calling pass interference this year. But, you know, it was a solid game from our defense. And, you know, keep the momentum going. Don't look past Miami next week. And, you know, I think the playoffs aren't out of the picture if we're clicking like we were tonight. We're going to the playoffs. Go ahead and book it. Brownies, playoffs, it's going down. Char, what do you think about the defensive performance tonight? Well, one stat that I feel like is underestimated tonight, on how his defense did so well. They, for the most part, obviously there was momentary lapses in discipline, but I mean, they kept they kept the Pittsburgh drive short. The time of possession, the Cleveland Browns had nearly 40 minutes in the time of possession battle. I mean, and that wears down Pittsburgh's defense in the process. They can't rush them as well. Like, that's one of the best things you can do as a defense. Like, I know they say Ben don't break. All right, so, but ideally even better than Ben don't break is a defense that don't bend. And we had several great performances tonight. We had uh, Burnett before he got hurt, had five tackles, really showed out. Mack, Mack with five. Greedy in the secondary having seven tackles, just preventing the defense from moving the chains. And obviously, we had Schobert show out with uh, two picks by himself, just in our pass rush, just flustering Mason Rudolph, not giving him any time. In the run game, wouldn't go anywhere, so we had to force the game into Mason's hands, and that is a great winning proposition strategically from us let Mason do work and let the mistakes flow. I'm glad we finally got some pressure on a quarterback. That's another thing I've been complaining about a lot. It seemed like we never got pressure on people for a long time and it showed tonight. Hopefully that can continue because we, like we've already said numerous times, Miles is going to be gone. And obviously that's a guy everybody keys on. So no more double teams on one side. So that is awful. Um, going back to the offense, once again, missing report coming out of Cleveland. Hollywood Higgins, where is he? Couldn't be found yet again. Um, today, obviously, we all heard Antonio Callaway got waived by the team, and he should have been. I am very happy that Freddie has no tolerance. He had his chances. He was late. He said it's because of his ride. You're a professional, Callaway. You should be better than that. Why are you cutting it that close to start with? 
rumors were he was about to fail yet another drug test. Um, so we got a mini Josh Gordon, who's not as talented as Josh Gordon, and we got rid of him. I saw a slim amount of you complaining, but that guy is just a cancer. Um, I have been very hard on him all year. I apologized to him last week. I wish I wouldn't have. I do rescind that apology now. And good riddance to Antonio Callaway. But I cannot believe Hollywood Higgins didn't play. Um, I know there's, uh, I mean, our receivers are loaded. Hodge made a great catch. I understand. But why is Higgins not playing? I barely saw him on the field again. I don't understand. What do you think about the absence of Hollywood Higgins, JB? You know, at this point, it's kind of baffling to me why he's not playing. I know we were talking about this earlier today. As soon as the news broke that Callaway was no longer on the team, we were all expecting. The first thing I said to you was, you know, Hollywood. I said, uh, texted you that big capital letters. I was excited to see what he can do tonight. And, you know, he wasn't out there on the field very much at all. He was used sparingly, and it's it's confusing. It kind of... It's annoying that we can't get a straight answer from Freddie, but I know some things are better kept internally and with the team. But at this point, you know, he won't tell us. I just got to trust that the reason that he has for not playing Higgins is a good one. And, you know, if he's not going to tell us, I just got to trust that. It was good, though, to see, you know, young guys like Hodge stepping up and making plays when they got the ball thrown their way. But uh, hopefully, you know, he either it gives us some indication of why he's not playing or you know, we actually see him out on the field because not knowing is probably the worst part of this. It's very annoying. Um, I just want to know because I, I love Hollywood Higgins. Um, speaking of Hodge, can we just go back to that Steven Carlson catch one more time because he deserves it. That freaking catch in the back of the end zone, Baker running around for his life, throws it, jumps over, catches it on the dude's head, and just comes down with it. I still can't believe that. That obviously like, put the game completely out of reach, and then the rest is history. Um, once again, great performance by all of them. I do. I just want to see Hollywood walk that carpet, though. That was so awesome to watch him do that against Buffalo, and I just missed the guy. We talk about all the time. That was Baker's top receiver last season. Great safety blanket. But honestly, now I've come to notice Kareem is the safety valve for Baker, and I love it. Every big third down, Baker's in trouble. He's looking Kareem's way. He doesn't always get it because he's in the flats or it's just a little dump off, but I love it. Kareem is a big playmaker. That dude is working his tail off. Great lead blocker. Kareem Hunt has been phenomenal. Hometown guy. Hope we keep him around. Trying to turn everything his life around. We all know he's made mistakes, but he's been clean since he's been back in Cleveland. He's back home. I hope we keep him. I hope he's a Cleveland guy for the rest of his career. Char, what do you think about Kareem Hunt and his perform his second game? How do you feel like about his performance now? I, I was, I mean him and Nick Chubb in the same backfield. I I was really like I feel like for games complement each other great. Like we can just run Nick Chubb down your throat, or we can just have Kareem Hunt, whether it's out of a slot or of a backfield. That dude can do so much as a receiver, and it's it's just so impressive to see. And I also. I have a dumb joke I didn't think of earlier, but I heard Mason Rudolph's a Nickelback fan. But based on how well our defense played in the Nickelback formation, uh, he looks like a chump. I would, uh, he's probably selling his uh, Nickelback tickets on Vivid Seats right now. All right, well, yeah, I mean, he's a clown, so it all kind of makes sense. Um, once, yeah, we're in agreement, though. Kareem is great. Um, JB, what do you think about Kareem? 
is some of the things I noticed today that I really like that Kareem and Nick, they're both, they're different styles of runner. Kareem's elusive, Nick's the power guy. And when they're both on there at the same time, or both out there at the same time, you the defense has to prepare for both. So I think matchup-wise, that creates a nightmare. But the commonality between the both of them is that no matter who has the ball, they're not, you know, they're not losing yards unless the line doesn't do their job. They're always falling forward. And I think, you know, if you have the option to use the power guy and the elusive guy, and they're both gaining yards, that's that's, you know, that's an offensive coordinator's dream. What impresses me so much about Nick Chubb is that he is a tank, but that dude is fast. We saw that huge run against Baltimore, and they clocked him at like what, like teens yes. miles per. I do is moving, and it's just amazing how he can just run through the tackles with absolute force. But yet he's so fast. And then Kareem, I mean that dude, his his legs are huge. That guy's a stud. I love our backfield. I love this team. We're gonna keep it rolling. I just hope this stuff doesn't, all this distraction doesn't get in the way, and we don't let one slip because we've got to keep this rolling. Got to keep winning. Uh, been impressed with these guys the last two weeks. They're showing improvement. I love it because I want Freddie to stay around. I want this whole team to stay around. I'm just, I'm really starting to fall in love with this team, and I just hope we can sneak in to the wild card. To clarify, I did have Char look it up, and um, Nick was clocked at 21.95 miles per hour. That is absolutely insane for a human being that big to run that fast. Fastest, uh, fastest clock touchdown this season of any NFL play. That man is a freak. He is perfect for Cleveland. Pay that man. Don't let him go anywhere. Brownie for life. Please keep him, Baker, Kareem, and those receivers. This team is so fun, has so much talent, and I think they're just starting to, to scratch the surface of how great they can be. All right, so that'll do it for episode three of the Believeland Pod, the Pittsburgh postgame. Once again, a huge win for the Cleveland Browns, 21-7 over arch-rival Pittsburgh Steelers. They have the Miami Dolphins next. We're sitting at four and six now. Got to keep it rolling and sneak into the playoffs. We'll see you guys all next week. Go Brownies.